This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. What a weekend. What a weekend. Got things started off with uh, Transgender Visibility Day. Uh, that, was, that was Friday. Did you have fun? Um, what nonsense, huh? Uh, Disney is uh, the wokest place on earth. However, not everybody there is drinking the Kool-Aid. There are a lot of people upset with the crazy leftist um, imposed sexuality on children direction that whole company seems to be going in. Uh, Ron DeSantis, good for him. And nobody seems to understand. If you're running around saying, don't say gay, I oppose the don't say gay bill because it is wrong. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it just it's so black and white. Eighty percent of the people who know what's in the bill support it. All right. It is black and white. Actually, uh, Jackie just said, yeah, it prohibits the teaching of gender identification uh, issues between the kindergarten level and third grade level. I don't think we ever touched on those issues. Did you? Of course not. All right. You're still working things out. Who knows what's going on inside? I know this. Let me see. Who are my first grade teachers? I had uh, Mrs. McAllister in first grade. She was actually good. Kind of a hard woman. <laughs> she uh, she uh, just uh, I remember she said, everybody look at Greg until he finds something to do. <laughs> I guess I'll read this book. She was also nice to me. She said, everybody save the orange jelly beans for Greg because he likes them. I'm like, oh, she, she, she knew, she knew me. She was a former flight attendant. Then there was Mrs. Bowen in second grade. She was, quite frankly, how do I put this? An animal. She was just totally out of control. Nut job, lunatic, crazy. Uh, Mrs. McCauley in third grade was very nice. Um, could be kind of, uh, brutal when she had to be. I can't imagine any of these people having uh, those kinds of discussions with me or anybody else. They did not. It was just wildly inappropriate. It just did not belong in their purview. Well, Greg, some children have no other option. No other option other than Mrs. Bowen? <laughs> Everybody has an option. All right. Um, hey, what about a minister? Well, what about the church? If you can't go to your parents... You can go to God. You can actually go to God. I just don't trust these teachers. Hey, by the way, there's enough sexuality between the teachers and the students. Hello? Twice a day I read some story in the New York Post about some uh, 36-year-old substitute teacher in Wisconsin hooking up with uh, half the basketball team, right? 15, 16. Usually they supply them with drugs and liquor, and it's a whole scene. Uh... I got to admit, I always click on those stories. Don't you? Why do you think they put them in the newspaper? Why do they Why do they put them online? Because people like to read about that stuff. 
And it's not true that this has always been happening, but now we're paying attention to it. It wasn't always happening. Why is it happening now? Because of the cell phone. Because once you're texting with somebody, um, there's a there's a strange kind of intimacy that can kick in occasionally. It depends. But occasionally it can happen, especially if you're 14. You know, you're... Um, you're sending pics all over the place on one with one person, and then the t- it, it just it, it can all blend together. It's it's bad news. No sex talk when you're in kindergarten, when you're in first grade, when you're in second grade, when you're in third grade of any kind. Quite frankly, heterosexual, same sexual, none of it. Transsexual, no. You're, you're you're being all you can be, just figuring out one plus one equals two. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. How about the multiplications tables? I still don't know those things. There's a lot of basics that have to be accomplished before you start fooling around with that other stuff. And anybody who's opposed to this, and I know it's very woke, it's very cool to be opposed to it, but they didn't bother to read it. And if you read it, like I've, I've, I've explained it on my show, I've read it here, you can download it. It's only a couple of pages. Hey, I will admit, the hardest thing about finding the bill is printing it. I still, gosh, you know, why do they have to use the word install the printer? That's a little bit too involved for, uh, uh, for me. Oh, now, moving on. Joe Biden is in so much trouble that he's making noise about prosecuting... Donald Trump. Yes. We're going to call this uh, phony hoax number four, number five, number six. How many have there been? Uh, they're making noise. Joe Biden himself, according to the New York Times, he has told confidence that he is concerned about uh, uh, the former president being a threat to democracy. And he's considering um, a legal case. Wants his attorney general, Merrick Garland, to... Pursue this as a prosecutor, not as a diffident little wimpy judge. The problem is for him, Merrick Garland is a diffident, wimpy little judge. And that's actually a problem for all of us because you can bully this guy. The left is badgering him about the face and breast, chest, neck and head, metaphorically. you got to prosecute Trump. If you don't prosecute, what else do you need? How about evidence? How about a case? He didn't do anything wrong. The whole January 6th thing, that's how afraid they are of him. Um, let's see here. Ron Klain, do you know this is? This is the chief of staff to Joe Biden, which makes him essentially the president of the United States. This guy's calling a lot of the shots right now. Klain, K-L-A-I-N, first name Ron, big-time swamp guy. He's been there for a million years. Um. He's so in with the swamp that Kevin Spacey actually played him in a movie recount about the 2000 election. Um, Now he's uh, everybody. Look, everybody knows Hunter Biden's going down. Something bad's going to happen to Hunter Biden. He deserves it. Uh, So even the fake news is starting to ask questions about Hunter and a potential indictment and how much trouble he's in. Cut 12. Is the president confident Hunter Biden didn't break the law? Of course the president's confident that his son didn't break the law. The Washington Post also reported this week on deals that Hunter Biden had with a Chinese energy company paid $4.8 million to entities controlled by Hunter and the president's brother. Is the president confident his family didn't cross any ethical lines? Uh, George, the president is confident that his family did the right thing. 
All right. Why do we cut these things like down? That that's thirty seconds. He goes on. All right. We're we're making them too short. You got to let. We got time. I got three hours. Come on. We got. And he says though that 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 Joe Biden did nothing with this. Has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Whatever Hunter did is Hunter. Nothing to do with Joe Biden. The laptop tells us a different story. The laptop tells us a completely different story. 10% for the big guy. I'm trying to bring my father to the Cafe Milano to meet all the Kazakh businessmen who are going to do that great big deal with us. Um, what else is in there? Oh, uh, Vadim, the Burisma official. Thanks, Hunter, profusely. Again, Burisma, the Ukraine energy company. Thanks, Hunter, profusely for introducing him to his father, the vice president of the United States. And Burisma was paying Hunter $83,000 a month. Uh, Joe Biden gets on the phone and talks to President Poroshenko saying, you've got to fire that prosecutor or else. He didn't quite say it like that. He was kind of pleading. He was kind of nice about it because Poroshenko didn't have to do it. But Poroshenko knew what was going down. All right. And that's why he recorded the conversation. Uh, it's amazing. Actually, do me a favor. We'll get that after the break. President Poroshenko recorded Joe Biden when he was vice president um, urging for the termination of the state prosecutor. Why? Because the state prosecutor was looking into Burisma. Now, the fake news, oh, they'll tell you that's all fake till they're blue in the face. Oh, no, 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 no. That's all been debunked. There's no evidence. It's baseless. Just like the laptop was baseless. No evidence. Russia disinformation, misinformation. It's the real deal, isn't it? It is the real deal. Even they know it. So I think this could get very, very wild. You're going to see a move by the Biden Justice Department to do something to make a move, a hard move against Trump, uh, to deflect attention, to deflect um, prosecutorial efforts. There are only so many people who could prosecute a former president or a sitting president. And, uh, yeah, watch that. I call it which hoax? We got to add up all the hoaxes. How many were there? Steel dossier. That was a hoax. Uh, Russia collusion. That was a hoax. The Ukraine phone call. That was another hoax. Impeaching him for January 6th. That's another hoax. Now prosecuting him for January 6th. That would be it. That would be the fifth hoax, at least. In addition to the hundreds of other little ones that we, we heard throughout um, the past four years. Hey, why is Hillary Clinton hanging around? I saw her on one of the Sunday shows yesterday. She is hanging around because she thinks she's going to be president. Cut 13, please. Cut 13. From my perspective, uh, President Biden is doing uh, a very good job. I think that his handling of Ukraine, uh, passing the American Rescue Package, mm-hmm. the package. I'm not quite sure what the disconnect is between the accomplishments of the administration and this Congress and the understanding of what's been done and the impact it will have on the American public and some of the, you know, the polling and the ongoing hand wringing. Uh, there's no disconnect. We can see. With our own eyes, this man failing on a daily basis, all right, contradicting himself, contradicting the administration, making reckless claims publicly. We saw the defeat in Afghanistan, the the disconnect. Hey, welcome to the welcome back, Hillary. What is she doing out there? It used to take so much to get her to go on a Sunday show so much. Well, she lacks power right now, and she wants it. And this is how you get it back in part, showing that she's 
alert, awake, can make a sentence. Joe Biden can't do these things. All right. Kamala Harris can't do these things. How many Democrats are there at this level who can do these things? <laughs> not, not, not. I, Hillary just might be the one. And we know she's got baggage. I mean, <laughs> I just. Uh, oh, hey, I love this. Maria Bartiromo uh, from the Fox Business Network. Now, she's amazing. Great person. Great journalist. And it's good to see that people at Fox were incredibly frustrated with Chris Wallace and the shenanigans he pulled while he was hosting Fox News Sunday and when he was hosting the debate in 2020 where he tried to stifle any criticism, any questions about Joe Biden. Uh, It was amazing. Anyway, uh, Maria Bartiromo called him out over the weekend. Cut 15. Yes, cut 15. Where Chris Wallace interrupted President Trump when Trump was trying to explain that three and a half million dollar check from the former mayor of Moscow's wife and all the money Biden has uh, received. And Chris Wallace turns around and says, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, stop. We've got to get to more important matters. You also saw the soundbite of John Harwood over at CNN saying this has nothing to do with Joe Biden. How does it have nothing to do with Joe Biden when it's his name and title that they're playing on that they're peddling out there to get money and meetings well of course it has everything to do with joe biden yes it has everything to do with joe biden why else would anybody be paying hunter biden anything for anything he is a hate to say it but he's a drug addict he's a ne'er-do-well uh big problems he's a crummy painter he's getting five hundred thousand dollars for his paintings uh, you look at his email. He can't keep his life together. Why would guys fly over all the way over from Kazakhstan to meet with this guy in some restaurant in Georgetown? Because his father was the vice president of the United States, period. And Joe looks like Joe is more than willing to play all kinds of ball. You know, when Joe became a, a star in politics, you know what year it was? 1972. And the standards were very different back then. It was before Watergate. Yeah, technically it was after the break-in, but before everybody really knew about it and what a big deal it was. There were lots of reform. Joe came of age pre-Watergate. And you could cut all kinds of corners. You were supposed to. A United States senator was supposed to be rich. (laughs) That's the way it worked. Lyndon Johnson. I actually like Lyndon Johnson a lot. Very interesting guy. Uh, Great ability. I mean, greatness as far as getting legislation passed. I mean, there's an art to it. You compare Lyndon Johnson to Barack Obama. Lyndon Johnson, I mean, when did he become a senator? It was like in the late 19, mid-1940s. He became vice president in 1960. They called him the master of the Senate. He could get anything done. It took somebody like him, actually, uh, to make civil rights happen. You needed that guy. He made that happen when he was president. Anyway, I like Lyndon Johnson. Yes, he was a man of his times, and he had problems and all those kinds of things, but he was a man of his times. He died in 1973, by the way. But Joe Biden was just starting out. Those times are way, way gone, but he's still living them. He's still living, cutting corners greedy public servants uh, make out like bandits. That's what's happening. 
And I think the walls are closing in big time. Did you see the Grammys last night? I didn't either, but there's this guy we got to talk about, Lil Nas. And I think we're almost done with the Will Smith thing. Be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe. Uh, what else do we say about the Will Smith slap? It's pretty much over. I'm ready to move on with my life. However, oh boy, the, uh, the fake news, the New York Times, they did a big piece on it over the weekend and said absolutely nothing. They're tiptoeing around it. Uh, Will Smith potentially damaged his brand long term. It remains to be seen. Uh, Will Smith is, um, uh, Presented a problem for the organizers. Um, as my friend Mark said, you get thrown out of a strip club for speaking like that. Presented a complication for the organizers and for the academy. Everyone's tiptoeing around this because of racial politics. And I saw a woman on MSNBC who told me, quite and through the television, she spoke to me and said, you're a white person, you have to stay the hell out of it. This is among the family. The black family. Like, what? I can't say something about Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith because I'm white. They're black. These guys are ultra, ultra, ultra famous, part of American culture. I know a lot of people sit around thinking about race all day long. Um, Somebody, anybody hits somebody. It's a big story uh, at the Oscars, right? It's kind of a big deal. I... (laughs) But the New York Times, they can't come out and say that. They just can't. They have to dance around it ever so gently because, well, Will Smith is black, and that presents certain issues for the white reporters. Uh, two whites, an Asian guy, wrote this uh, very strange tiptoe around. I don't – why can't people just speak? Say things. Here's the, where's the quote from that silly story? A night which should have been the crowning moment of his professional career could wind up damaging a family brand rooted in his seemingly authentic congeniality. Hmm. Wow. Will Smith has spent decades radiating boundless likability. His family has become known for sharing therapy sessions. His smack at the Oscars has complicated that. Complicated. Um... There's a a weird thing going on right now in America that if you are a person uh, not of color, i.e. white, oh, you cannot judge the conduct of anybody who happens to be of color. Watch out if you do. You know, because, you know, they want to revamp the entire judicial system, the systemically racist judicial system. And one thing they'll have to get rid of is uh, those juries. All right. Or they'll have to be racially segregated. You know, black jurors will judge black defendants. White jurors will judge white defendants. That's the direction all this nonsense is going in. I did not. uh, Oh, I did watch the Trump rally. A lot of people are moaning. Oh, nothing new. Oh, I don't understand. What are you talking about? It's like since when is it is entertaining, by the way. It's just fascinating to watch him speak and uh, the little anecdotes and things like that. But it's the substance. He is brilliantly calling out the deficiencies of Joe Biden, the wrong direction our country is heading in, and he's offering solutions. It's not supposed to be a laugh a minute, okay? It's okay. It's uh, 
But I hear, I like Chuck Todd, oh, the act is wearing thin. Here's something they miss entirely. Donald Trump this weekend, who's not a senator, not a governor, he's not in office right now, went to Michigan, uh, 50 miles north of Detroit, didn't even go to the cool part of Michigan to speak to ordinary people. That makes a big difference with ordinary people. They're used to politicians showing up in an election year, asking for stuff, asking for their vote. That's something that they're not figuring out here. He's not asking for things. He goes to these rallies. No, I understand. There's a fundraising push and all that stuff. Hey, you need money for politics. Uh, Maria is on the phone in New Jersey. Hi. Maria, you guys all right back there? You on the ball? No, you're not, are you? All right, what's up? Joe, is it you? Yeah, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, that slot, the Chris Rock, that's a retirement slot. He's a slot. He should slot uh, Will Smith for the lawsuit. He's just slapped the economy for not protecting him. Now, really, what do you? How do you sue? What do you sue Will Smith for? Guy slapped me in the face. I mean, damages? Did he chip his tooth? He wasn't injured. What do you sue him for? How was he hurt? I'm on Chris Rock's side. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think this winds up in court. Be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Uh, locally, where are we? Uh, the mayor, Adams, Eric, calls himself Eric Adams. Eric Adams is here, that kind of thing. Third person. Talk about an ego. Totally unmerited. The guy uh, is dumb. The guy does not have experience. He does not have integrity. And somebody gave him the playbook. Uh, here's what you got to do, Eric. Uh, blame everything uh, that's happening on uh, everybody other than yourself. And he's really busy doing that. Politically, that's, uh, well, that's what politicians do, of course. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we don't like most politicians. Uh, They're no responsibility, always passing the buck. And for this guy, he's just, he's in it for the fun. He's in it for the parties. He's in it for television. And talk about a humble brag. Now, there's one thing Eric Adams has going for him. Two things. Number one, he's fit and trim. Uh, number two, he's got a nice wardrobe. So he's showing up on the fake news. What is it? Uh, face the nation. And talk about the ego. You know, look, I, I I, sit down with a makeup artist. I don't take pictures of it and look at me, look at me, look at me, because it's just it's, it's, it's silly. But what do they do? Took a picture of it. Look at me, look at me, look at me, and listen to what he says along the way here. Huh? This is what we call a humble brag, Okay. You're pretending you're humble, but you're really bragging. Go ahead. Getting my face done while I'm going to face the nation. Kala is trying to do Mission Impossible. Beautify me. <laughs> uh, Kala really got a kick out of that. It's one of those things, you know, when the boss makes a joke. <laughs> oh, boss, you're the funniest. <laughs> 
I noticed this tendency uh, a long time ago. I just I saw it in the military. You know, somebody says something that's not that funny, but depending upon their rank, depending upon their status, people laugh. People uh, get a big kick out of it, especially if they're a seemingly powerful person. He shows up on the the fake news. Let's see here. Eric then said, uh, "What did he actually say? Cut thirty nine, please." We have to stop the flow of guns, but we must also do the job of getting the guns off the streets that's on there now. And my anti-gun unit, they're doing that. Just uh, a few weeks out, they removed over 20-something guns off the street. But here's the interesting number. 70% of those who were carrying the guns had prior um, violent offenses. Acknowledging that and having some of the toughest gun laws in the country will have critics say, well, look, it makes no difference if you have tight gun laws. Well, I tell those critics, go visit that 13-year-old boy that was shot yesterday while sitting in the back of the car. We need to stop criticizing good, proper law enforcement with the proper proactive things to keep guns out of the hands of young people. And that's the combination that we're going to do. Eric Adams has been criticizing good, proactive law enforcement since he was 20 years old. Actually, before that, when he was arrested. Um, and he falsely accuses the cops of beating him up. And by the way, did he just say, oh, I, I hope he said 2,000. He couldn't have said 20-something guns. Did he say 20-something guns? No. The mayor of New York City, New York City, is boasting about cops recovering 20, must have been 2,000. I got to hear this again. Cut 39, please. Cut 39. We have to stop the flow of guns, but we must also do the job of getting the gun in now. And my anti-gun unit, they're doing that. Just uh, a few weeks out, they removed over 20-something guns off the street. But here's the interesting <laughs> stop, number. Stop, 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 stop. Just a few weeks out. So let's say that's, um, I would say a few weeks is three to four weeks. A couple of weeks is two weeks. Three to four weeks. And he got 20-something gun- That's a gun a day. See, when I told you guys he doesn't know anything about law enforcement, when he has no experience, he has no administrative skill, he doesn't know how to organize anything, he doesn't know how to implement, all he knows how to do is wear that suit and charm old ladies at fundraisers. That's all he can do. And that's all he's got. And sadly, that's all that we've got. Now, on the bright side, I have a feeling his long and colorful past is catching up to him. And I do not believe he will be the mayor for an entire term. That is my hope, at least. A guy who lives in New Jersey uh, on Election Day and runs for the city of New York mayor has a few other skeletons in his closet, all right? I think there's a little... We're going to learn a little... So, um, there's that. The other thing is, um, no. Now, what do we think of John Stewart, by the way? John Stewart is, uh, I actually liked him on The Daily Show. I didn't agree with him on a lot of things politically, although I got to tell you, he had the number of George W. Bush big time. Boy, oh boy, he was good on George W. Bush. Lots of people are making noise about this little moment he had with some uh, guest on a show. Cut 43. Every single white person upholds these systems and structures of white supremacy, and we have got to talk about it. Four people. Four people are applauding. If I could finger snap, I would finger snap right now. 
finger snap as in like groovy. I, 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 I don't know. Feels really good, really good to virtue signal like that. Um, and the people who virtue signal like that, generally speaking, are powerful white people. And John Stewart is a powerful white person. He could retire. How old was he when he left The Daily Show? 51, something like that, 49. Can you retire at 41, at 49, 51? I know some of you can who worked for the Long Island Railroad, but just uh, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. Uh, totally out of touch. What else did I? We have to. Oh, I did see going back for a moment to the big slap of um, of Chris Rock. SNL did a pretty funny skit, right? They did a pretty funny one. I don't like these guys for the most part, but who's ever playing Will Smith <laughs> does a great job. Go. You're like my hero, man. This is the coolest night of my life. I mean, I'm talking to Will Smith. Chris Rock just got up on stage. Hey, can I get a selfie real quick? Of course. Yeah. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see you. <laughs> hey, I'll be right back, man. Hey, what's up with that weird music? All right. Did you guys watch the damn show? I I don't watch SNL anymore. I watch uh, I I read the New York Post the next day, and that's that's all you need. It really is. Uh, oh, John Sununu. No, what's his name? John Sununu was the old man. Chris Sununu. Chris Sununu is the governor of New Hampshire, and he was out. He's a Republican, and he was out there bad mouthing Trump at a big phony alfalfa dinner in Washington D.C. He said that Donald Trump is effing crazy and he's this, that and the other thing. And we got to oppose Trump. And I looked up Chris Sununo, uh, by the way, a career politician. There are a couple of them out there. I mean, there are lots of career politicians, but these rhinos who believe that they can stop Trump. Who else is out there? Bill Weld. Remember that guy? Former governor of Massachusetts wanted to run for governor of New York. Just a massive ego trip. Remember that name? Chris Sununu. Sununu. His old man was the chief of staff to Bush one and uh, bad news family. Sununu, you want to oppose this guy, Trump. He deserves the nomination. Do we agree? We agree. All right. Do we have the uh, rally from the other night, Saturday night? Uh, uh, you're still working on it. All right. No, Maria's back on the phone. Maria, hi. Thanks for taking my call again. I just wanted to briefly um, note I was watching the uh, the rally on Saturday night about real president, and I'm looking and I'm watching all of these people. There had to be what fifty, sixty thousand people there, and I'm saying to myself, could you imagine if Joe Biden even got a fraction of those many people to come and see him? The left-wing media would have a love fest over it. And you know what? I hope to God that it's Hillary versus our real president in 2024. I'm really looking forward to that. It could be. Hillary was out there. Uh, hey, what do you mean by real president? What do you mean real president? Because he won. He won. He's our real president, not Joe Biden. Well, listen, listen, listen. I happen to agree with you that he won. But... I have to say this, and I think Trump would, too. I mean, what's his name? Biden is the president. He signed the paperwork. You know, he took the oath. I, I Look, I get this from Trump. I saw him on the golf course. Remember that? He had a great hit. 
And some guy says, oh, look at that, a great hit by our 45th president. And he said 45th and 47th. So he acknowledges that he's not the 46th president. He's not the president right now. He'll be the 47th, I think. Can we go with that, Maria? Otherwise, yes. Uh, yes, otherwise they'll call the cops on me. You know what I mean? No, absolutely, Greg. All right. Thank you for that. John is in Staten Island. Hi, John. Hey, Greg. I was watching the whole thing Saturday on uh, Newsmax. And honestly, he just called out all the false voting information that happened in Michigan. And if the media's not picking up on this, they're pretty scared right now, I think. Because what he spoke about with the mail-in vote fraud and all the fraud and all the other stuff that's going on, you know, they, they, they are starting to panic. They are scared and they are weak. By the way, tonight I will have John Gibb, I believe his name is, a guy who was uh, on stage with Trump. And at that rally, he was terrific. Hey, here's a little bit from the rally. I'm not sure what we got it queued up to, but uh, if, you did, if you didn't watch it, here's a taste. So when we go back, if we go back, if it's me, you got a lot of you got some good candidates and you have some bad candidates. But you know what? If I do make you happy, if I do make you happy, would anybody here like to see me run? Is he going to speak again? So if we do it, we'll do it. Just uh, we can do things the right way and we'll be able to do it. And nobody will be able to criticize us because nobody has ever run a country worse in our history and in most other countries' history than the United States of America has been run for the last 15 months. So we'll be able to do it right. How can you argue with that? Uh, You can't. God, can you imagine Joe Biden on, on uh, there's, you know what, there's not going to be a debate. There will not be a debate again if Biden is the nominee. And I can't see that happening. I just can't see it happening. Can you? Two and a half years to go? I don't think so. Uh, give me more. I believe when he saw what happened in Afghanistan, the way we ran. And, you know, when I was running that 18 months, we didn't have one soldier killed in 18 months. And you've heard me tell the story. I spoke to, I spoke to Abdul. I said, Abdul, there's no more killing of our soldiers, Abdul. Well, you're going to be hit so hard, you're going to be hit harder than anybody's ever been hit. Abdul did not mess with America because we had a president who was on the ball. And you got to roll up your sleeves and get into the nitty gritty. We elect a president, not the damn swamp. Oh, and who hates that more than anybody? The swamp, the unelected bureaucrats, the staffs, all of them. They hate this. The Vinman, the Fiona Hills. By the way, the two of those characters, I saw them uh, both on TV over the past couple of days. They both have book deals. They both have network gigs. They both have speaking arrangements. I think they weren't paid off. There, There it is. There's your payoff right there. Give me a little bit more from the Trump rally Saturday night in Michigan. But this invasion of Ukraine would never have happened if I was in the White House. Not even a chance. Would have never happened. Would have never happened. 
it's very hard to disagree with that. Uh, when we left Afghanistan with the tail between our legs, we just looked pathetic. And Vladimir Putin sensed an opportunity. By the way, I am trying to figure out what the hell is up with Ukrainians and Russia and Russia and Ukrainians. Why do they hate each other so much? And this thing that happened in, uh, what is it, Bucha? Horrific, horrific. This looks like genocide. Uh, Then you have Putin saying they faked the videos. Could that be? I don't think so. Now, I have seen some pretty disturbing videos of Ukrainians um, shooting Russian soldiers in the leg and tying them up and watching them bleed to death. This is, gosh, war is hell. Give me one more from the Trump rally, please, and then we'll wrap it up. We will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Wow. (laughs) Talk about bringing it home. He's um, he's doing an amazing thing. Now, the swamp, of course, they're missing it. Oh, it's getting boring. How do you you guys don't even show it on TV? How do you know? Oh, I guess you're watching it on Newsmax. Are you watching it on RBSN? They're sneaking peeks. So the New York Times actually live tweeting it. They think it's interesting amongst their friends, but they don't want you to know about it. One more. Joe is in Staten Island. Yes, Joe. Hey, how you doing, Greg? I watch your show every night on Newsmax. You're great. I love your show. I just want to say, during the Trump rally, uh, when he when he first comes out and everything like that, that lady keeps talking and talking and talking. She ruins the whole show, like with the music and everything. She's been talking for four hours. I mean, people want to enjoy the music when he comes out. She just keeps talking through the whole the whole thing. She ruins the whole beginning and everything, man. It's terrible, you know? Uh, yeah, some anchors do that i've seen uh i'm uh, sorry to hear that because i love that lee greenwood song you want to hear it you want to soak you want to just kind of revel in it and you want to see that uh let me take a look at that i turned it on a couple of minutes in i i missed the top of it sometimes they're told to do that but no you, an anchor needs to know when to shut up and just let the moment live just like i have to do right now i got to take a commercial break thanks joe this episode is brought to you by shopify Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, it's uh, April of 2022, which means it's 33 years since the Central Park jogger rape incident. Remember that? A young 28-year-old investment banker jogging through the park one night in April of 1989 was jumped by about 30 guys, gang-raped, brutally assaulted, She almost died. 
uh, was in a coma, I think, for at least two or three days. Doesn't remember anything of what happened. Um, they made several arrests, and within the next couple of days, they had confessions. Forget everything the fake news has told you about that case. These guys are guilty. A thousand percent guilty. Well, wait a second. They were false confessions. They were suggest. I've seen the confessions, and you can too. They're actually available online. Watch Corey Wise talk about how this is his only his first rape, and he never wants to do it again. He ta- listen to the other guy who uh, said, all I did was hold her legs down, but I didn't rape her. The other guy says, uh, yeah, I hit her in the head with a bat, but uh, only once. And they said all these things. They said all these things. And these, con- these, these confessions weren't coerced. They were admitted after an extensive, I think they call it an Article 82 hearing. And this was a brilliantly performed prosecution. And these guys went away to jail. Now, one thing the fake news has not told you about is that during that trial, in fact, I think during the Article 82, they knew that there was another unindicted rapist. There was another person involved that they had not apprehended. The DNA evidence was found on the victim, and they could not trace it to anybody that they had in custody. That doesn't mean it wasn't a gang rape. It just means that one of the rapists got away. That guy, 20 years later, in jail says, I did it and I did it by myself. There's a whole weird backstory between that guy and the defendants and what may have transpired from Rikers Island to Fishkill and all throughout the prison system. But just because they found that guy and his DNA actually was, it's his DNA, What's his name again? Hector? Something like that. He's the guy. He's still in jail. But that doesn't mean the other guys are innocent. And they did a horrible, horrible Netflix special called When They See Us. And what do they portray when they see? They they portray these young men as angels, wrongly accused angels, not marauding thugs who set out to hurt people. Bike riders, pedestrians, they beat up about a half dozen people that night in addition to raping and nearly killing Patricia Mealy, the Central Park jogger. You can talk to the doctors who were involved in that case when she was brought in. They had never seen anything like it. The idea that one person inflicted all of those injuries on that one woman was incomprehensible to them. Robert Morgenthal was uh, a great American, but man, did he drop the ball on this one. Interesting that the city law department never admitted wrongdoing. They, they did not want to settle this case. They did as a political sop to Al Sharpton, the uh, Central Park Five. It was the kind of the, you know, it was very fashionable right then. False confessions. Who's that nitwit with the stupid haircut? Ken Burns. Hey, let's face it. Ken Burns is a crummy filmmaker. Has anybody ever sat there and actually watched the Civil War by him? 
Nobody's ever done that. It's impossible. It puts you to sleep. What's another dumb movie he did? It's even worse than the the subject. Baseball. Can you imagine a documentary about baseball? And baseball's boring enough. How do you make it more boring? Let Ken Burns go to work on it. Oh, man. So he did a little project with his daughter. And they left out. Documentaries totally stink now, by the way. And almost every documentary that's being made now is like this. And this guy is innocent. But they never they never show you the other part of the story. The part that shows that, oh, maybe he's guilty. You're going to see a lot of Central Park 5 nonsense coming up in the month of April. Again, it's the 33rd anniversary. Remember, these guys are guilty. I'll have something about it on my Newsmax show probably late next week. Linda Fairstein, the prosecutor, an American hero. Be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The power of information 24-7. Download the all-new 77 WABC mobile app. News and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Wow. I'm looking at the dead bodies in uh, Buka, Buka, Ukraine. And that looks uh, it looks really bad. It doesn't look fake to me. I've, we've all seen dead bodies before, maybe in a funeral home, but I did see them once on the battlefield. This looks uh, this looks authentic, and this would be this apparently is genocide. War is so horrible, so nasty, and uh, both sides have been doing uh, some really horrible things here. This is obviously uh, beyond question. No, I assume it's accurate i'm not on the ground there i don't have a real stake in this thing i don't want there to be war what's going on between ukraine and russia anyway why do these guys hate each other so much um it's rather complex (laughs) a lot of people like to dwell on what's going on over the past 30 years well it's been going on for hundreds of years let me this is a quick from a wiki after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, the successor states' bilateral relations have undergone periods of um, tensions, outright hostility. In the early 1990s, Ukraine's policy was dominated by aspirations to ensure its sovereignty and independence, followed by a foreign policy that ba- balanced cooperation with the European Union. Relations uh, between the two countries have been hostile since 2014. The Ukrainian Revolution, which was followed by Russia's annexation of Crimea from Ukraine, and due to Russia's backing of the separatist fighters in the Donsk People's Republic, uh, gee, you lost me already. I, 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 I can't get too involved here. I just can't. Um, some of these things, yeah. Now here we go back all the way back to seventeen twenty two. There were issues between these two uh, parties. I think the media have been a little bit too, you know. Everything that Ukraine is uh, doing is uh, perfect, and everything that Russia's doing is uh, awful. Truth is uh, more complicated. Ukraine, one of the most corrupt countries on earth until about 20 minutes ago, one of the most anti-Semitic countries on earth until about 
10 minutes ago. It's hard to, um, and now I'm supposed to trust the fake news to give us the straight scoop on what's happening here? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't trust them. Never again. They are scheming right now to find yet another way to persecute and maybe prosecute Donald Trump. And it looks like Joe Biden is telling everybody who will listen that he's frustrated with Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, spineless. And he's being abused now by liberals saying you got to indict Trump. you got to go after Trump. I, uh, I don't think this guy has the backbone to stand up to the mob. I think he's going to try something in a way to deflect all of Joe Biden's trouble. And he does have trouble. Hey, do me a favor. Ron Klain, the chief of staff to Joe Biden, was talking about Richard Nixon yesterday on the fake news with George Stephanopoulos. Let me ask you about the January 6th investigation of the possible prosecution of former President Trump. The New York Times is reporting today that as recently as late last year, this is a quote, Mr. Biden can circle that he believed former President Donald J. Trump was a threat, Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted. He has said privately that he wanted Mr. Garland act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor. Is that true? I've never heard the president uh, say that uh, uh, advocate the prosecution of any person. Uh, look, uh, one reason why Joe Biden got elected was he promised that we take the decision over who got prosecuted and what away from the White House and put it in the Justice Department. Only Richard Nixon and Donald Trump in the modern era believed that prosecution decisions should be made in the Oval Office, not at the Justice Department. We've returned the practice that every other president, Democratic and Republican, has had since Watergate, other than Trump, to let those decisions be made at the Justice Department. The president has confidence in the attorney general to make those decisions, and that's where those decisions should be made. Well, actually, in a democracy, um, the president, who is duly elected, can have a say in those discussions, should have a say in those discussions. He is the chief executive of the executive branch. We voted for him. I didn't vote for all these lawyers in the Department of Justice. But what he's trying to appear here is uh, he's trying to appear righteous, that we never politicize, that we don't politicize. Only Trump and Nixon would politicize these decisions. Actually... And he says that's in the modern era. You know who did it? And we have proof, and I'll show you the proof in black and white tonight on my Newsmax show. Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And they did it literally right in the Oval Office in January of 2017, a couple of weeks before uh, Donald Trump was inaugurated. They brainstormed. They had a brainstorming session of how they could get Trump. And Joe Biden said maybe we could prosecute him under the Logan Act. Yeah, he brought it up. He wanted to nail Trump. Get him on the Logan Act. Get Mike Flynn on the Logan Act. They were using the bureaucracy to achieve their political ends. All high and mighty there. What else did uh, Mr. Klain, K-L-A-I-N, have to say? The deficit rose every single year Donald Trump was president. His last year, he had the highest deficit in American history. We've brought down the deficit each of the two years Joe Biden's been in office. A trillion-dollar cut in the deficit this year, the largest cut of any president in the history of this country. We're going to cut Trump's deficit in half in Biden's first three years. So let's start with the facts about spending and the nonsense like that. 
Gas prices are a problem. Absolutely, George. That's why the president took the actions he took this week to release a million barrels a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to tell the oil companies they either need to pump oil on the 9,000 permits they have or give them back for others to do that, to increase production here. Those things, we think, are going to bring down the price of gasoline, relieve some of the pain at the pump. And we also have an agenda to uh, cut taxes for people, to bring down the cost of everyday things. Now, look. The Republicans have an agenda, too. Senator Scott says their agenda is to raise taxes on millions of Americans to get rid of Social Security Stop. Uh, and to do other things. Stop. No respect for any of us. No respect. Lie, 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 lie. And try to show us that Joe Biden is or some sort of a responsible steward of this economy, that he actually knows what's going on. That guy right there, you should, you should become familiar with him, Ron Klain. Some describe him as the acting president of the United States right now. Uh, he is like the uh, the chief minister. And, you know, he is the guy who writes the stuff that gets in Joe Biden's teleprompter. And whoever is running Joe Biden's teleprompter is running the country. Remember who didn't need a teleprompter? Donald J. Trump cut 55. Supposing I was reading all the stuff, you know, with the teleprompters. I actually said, if you're running for president, you should not be allowed to use a teleprompter. No, it's true. I say you shouldn't be allowed to use teleprompters because you have to test people's intelligence. If you need teleprompter, you know how easy it is? No, no. Do you know how easy it is? No teleprompter. Do you notice I'm not reading speeches? No reading speeches. And then he actually broke a teleprompter on purpose right in front of everybody. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And he's right. You don't need a um, a real leader should know by the time you're eligible for being a president should know the direction you want to take the country. Right. Isn't that fair? Hey, I want to warn. Yes, this will may this may sound uh, politically incorrect, but I have to warn all the white women from age 25 to say 60 that you are one moment away from being labeled a Karen, losing your job, losing your social media, losing everything you got, if you look at a person the wrong way and dare stick up for yourself, dare assert your independence, you will be labeled a Karen. And a Karen is a, oh, that's a bad thing, right? Oh, the Karens. The Karens. Those uppity white women, right? Who the hell do they think they are, these Karens? Cut 50. A New York City woman has lost a high-level job in finance after a video of her racially charged confrontation with a black man went viral. We all saw Amy Cooper in Central Park weaponizing her whiteness to call a police officer on a black man who's just watching birds. Those cops could have showed up. His fate could have been fate could have been similar as Mr. Floyd. People need to understand there are consequences to your actions. And one of the consequences to this woman's action is she could have gotten this young man killed. She literally weaponized his race and weaponized her privilege. She knew that by calling the police, it would be to her advantage. You see what happens when you stick up for yourself, when you dare Say, I won't be made to feel less than than anyone else. 
because a white woman has less clout in society than ever before, than less than anyone else. I'm sorry, but you're at the bottom of the heap, according to our culture. Cut 50. A New York City woman has no, lost not that a one. high. Not that one. We just played that one. Uh, try uh, cut 49, please. Cut 49. Would you please stop? Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please, please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. There is an African-American man. I am in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. I'm sorry, I can't hear you that. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Amy Cooper was not lying. That man was threatening her and her dog. You can look it up. The SOB bragged about it on media. He taunted the dog. Come here, doggy, doggy. I'm going to do something to you that you're not going to like, but I have a biscuit for you. What are you going to do to my dog? You start messing with a woman's dog in Manhattan, that's like messing with her infant child. She was abused by this man, harassed by this man, and then harassed the entire country, including former President Barack Obama, who had to weigh in on this. And it doesn't stop there. Did you hear about the lady who was going into her building and had second thought? There's a guy walking in. You know, you you have a key to your 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 door downstairs. If you don't have a doorman building, maybe you have a key fob that opens it up. And there's some guy hanging out in the vestibule. He's not allowed to follow you in the building. Everybody has to have their own key, right? And this is what happened to her. Cut 46. Excuse me. No. You don't have a key fob. You are... No. 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 If you have that, then okay. Ma'am, you're not security. You're not the property manager. You're not like her. No, but I live here. I don't like the fact you have your phone in my face. Okay, I don't like the fact that you're blocking me for where I pay... All I'm asking is what unit. But not, I don't need to tell you that information, ma'am. If you want to come into my building. It's not your building. You're not the owner. Can you show me the key I don't get, this building? So there was an interaction. You just heard it. You're not supposed to let people in. I've asked delivery boys, like, hey, where, where are you going? What's going on? I have at times. Although, quite frankly, after this, I'm less likely to do it because... I don't want to be on the evening news later that night, as she was. Uh, let's see. This is uh, <laughs> that little moment, which, by the way, race wasn't mentioned. Right. Did you hear anything about race? Of course you didn't. But you'll hear everything about race now. Cut 47. The confrontation caught on video, a white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof. That he lives there. Staying on the story of a white woman who was caught on camera refusing to let a black man into the condo building where they both live. The video reeks of a phenomenon that's playing out all over the country. White people calling the police on black people doing everyday things. It looked like she was harassing him a little. Like she yeah, could yeah, have ended yeah. it if she was afraid of him. She could yep. have walked yep. away, but she just kept following him. I mean, it's a, it's a weird form of harassment that we have to be careful of. And yeah. he handled himself so beautifully. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're all applauding that jerk. That was David Muir on ABC News. A white woman blocked a black man from entering the building. Now, 
she loses her job. She loses everything. They throw her out of the condominium for following the rules. That's going to have an impact on behavior. That's going to have an impact on voting patterns. This is too much. Even her husband, her ex-husband, had to issue a statement to the public throwing her, his ex, under the bus. Can't have anything to do with her now, right? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, His name happens to be Brandon Muller. Cut 48. I wanted to take a moment to express my deep disappointment in the incident that took place at Mr. Toll's home. The individual in the video and I have been separated for over a year, and I myself no longer reside at the Elder Shirt Loft building. (laughs) Just taking it all, (laughs) pardon me, a little bit too seriously, right? So, again, everybody's got to be careful out there, but especially white women between the ages of 25 and 60. It's easy for me to say, stick up for yourself and don't be afraid. But somebody whips out a cell phone and you're obeying the rules. You're following the rules. And David Pretty Boy Muir puts you on the news at night. There's something really wrong here. Be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Remember Black Lives Matter, the summer of 2020? Remember how many public officials, even chiefs of police, were getting on their knees? I'm looking at a picture of a New York City high-ranking official, two-star chief. I'm not thousand percent sure of his name. I think I know it is. I don't want to say his name, but he's there on the kneeling with a bunch of these guys. And I think the very next day he was beat up uh, by a couple of protesters. When? When you give in to the mob. Louie is in Coney Island. Hi. Greg, how are you? I haven't called for a while, but I'm just just miserable about what's going on in the city in this country. I just wanted to make one comment. I don't know if you're aware of it. What? But the Central but at Central Park Five, it was actually the Central Park Six, but one of them copped out. No, it was like the Central Park seventeen at one point. There were a lot of people who were arrested, uh and there was I guess one provided evidence, one may have been granted immunity. I mean there there were a lot more than five involved in that assault. There were. And um, you can look it up. You can see all their um, their confessions and that kind of thing. Even some people who are not now associated with the Central Park Five. You are right, Louie. What else? Yeah. Um, the detectives who worked on that case were the finest in the city. And Fairstein, uh, the DA, un- unbelievable, really. And I just hope she wins that lawsuit she's got going against uh, what's his name, that lady, Ava. Um, DuVernay. Yes. And yes. Attica Locke. So uh, I I have been following that, and I think Linda Fairstein is going to win. Now, she's won, a, a, like, one of the preliminary rounds, and uh, she very substantial victory. The judge sees merit and likelihood that she could prevail. So uh, that thing continues to uh, move through the courts, and we want Linda to win big she deserves a lot of money. You know, like, they, you know what they did to her? They, they gave her the Karen treatment. They took everything from her, all of her awards, all of her arrangements, all of her speaking gigs. Her books were banned. Totally stupid. And she is a hero, a pioneer in protecting women. She essentially developed, established the sex crimes unit, which changed policing in america cities all over the place started doing it but new york was the first under linda Fairstein. thank you pal uh mike is in new jersey yes 
Oh, hi. I wanted to say that uh, uh, President Biden is responsible for this war. He was the first domino. He pulled out of Afghanistan, and Putin said, go. We gave up a very strategic Air Force base right on his back porch. He's the one who started those dominoes, and he's responsible. And that's what I have to tell the public. Well, you just did, and I agree with you, Mike, a thousand percent. You mentioned Bagram Airfield. Yeah, it was insane. Insane that we got rid of it. And you need a guy, by the way, and Trump was like this. Trump had the innate ability. You know, some some presidents, they see stars. They see a general with stars, and they think, okay, this guy's infallible. Oh, this guy's a general. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The general says this. The general says that. i got to listen to the general. Bill Clinton really started that because Bill Clinton – you know, he had his own issues with the military, so he had to listen to whatever they said. No, the, the military works for us, okay? The military is subservient to uh, the president, or should be. And he was able to call these guys out, and he did a very good job. Uh, although I wish he had fired Millie. That would have been great. Carol in Ohio. Hi, Carol. Hey. Hi, Greg. Uh, I love listening to you. Listen, you move so fast. Um, I was calling in about uh, Ron Klain. Yeah. Uh, he was also on uh, Deface the Nation, as Donald said the other night. Um, and he was saying that, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, that, you know, Joe Biden is confident that he did nothing ethic- unethical. I don't know if he caught that one. I did, actually. I think I might even have it right here. Do I have that right here? Ron Klain saying all that good stuff about uh, his son, Hunter. Let's see if we got it, all right? Go ahead and play it. Go ahead. Is the president confident Hunter Biden didn't break the law? Of course the president's confident that his son didn't break the law. Uh, but most importantly, as I said, that's a matter that's going to be decided by the Justice Department, by the legal process. It's something that no one at the White House has involvement in. I don't know about that one. Carol, I'm not buying it, and neither are you. Joe Biden weighed in on who should be prosecuted before. He did it with Barack Obama inside the Oval Office, January of 2017. Peter Strzok has notes backing it up. These guys are dangerous criminals, I do believe. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Special mystery guest, my wife. And, Hello, Greg. And, and, and Madeline, our, how old is she now? She's exactly four months. And the reason why she's here is because she's just been to the doctor to get her four-month vaccines. That means two jabs on one leg and one jab on the other. She barely cried. Is it the COVID? No, it's all the others. Rubella, I don't know which one specifically today, but you have to get, you know, all the vaccines before she's two. So we have a four-month-old baby girl and a two-year and four-month-old baby girl. Which one do you love more? <laughs> I know which one's easier. I love them both equally, but one of them drives me crazy, and it's our two-year-old, the terrible two. Well, not this, not that. I mean, she's my hardest boss. Oh, well, how about that uh, How about that husband of yours uh, making matters uh, much easier? He's my third child. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for dropping by. <laughs> so wait a second. Um, how does it work at the doctor? First of all, who is our – do we have a, one doctor, pediatrician, or what, how does it work? I don't 
don't know if I'm allowed to name names. But okay, is it the one? We do have a pediatrician. She's very good. Um, I sort of like the older doctors. She's sort of on the older side. I don't like it when I see a doctor who's younger than me. Hmm. Makes me feel nervous. But now that's getting harder and harder. But she's fabulous. She thought our child was fabulous. Sit a little bit closer to the mic and do me a favor, actually. Put the baby up to the mic and let's see if we can get her to say anything. Oh, I don't think she's... She was saying something a little while ago. Hello, Madeline. Hello. Hello. Yeah, she she doesn't Just poker or something like that. Honey. What? Child services are going to get here and (laughs) and remove her from this studio. Please say something. Unlike our two-year-old, this one's not a performer. All right, do me a favor. Go home. Put her... Put... Put... put, Bring her home and bring the other one. Uh, I'm not... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) From Bewitched. Yeah. I'm not I Dream of Jeannie. (laughs) Twinkle, Um, Twinkle your nose. Well... Anyway, you did great work with this one and the other one. Um, did the doctor say anything else? Is she underweight, above weight? Uh, what's going on with that? She's perfect. She's in the so-and-so percentile for that and the so-and-so percentile for this. And what about she's vision? Doing very well. What about vision? Yeah, I mean, they want to see whether your eyes track something. So she looked at the doctor, and I know the doctor's like riding down on her clipboard. I follow as my gaze, you know, things like that. So... Wait a second. I think she wants to say something. Hold the right up. Hello? Madeline? Doopy doops. No. (laughs) I think she's What a bust. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) she's not going to take your job. Hey, what about, uh, should we put her in commercials? Um, I'd like to make some, you know, extra cash here if we can. I'll try. How do we do that? Uh, you have to get a, uh. You know, you've got to get a portfolio with photography. Let's get smiles. her all. Let's give her the whole, the works, everything. Get uh, all those pictures taken, and I want her on auditions uh, uh, in a week. Every member of this family works. <laughs> That's right. You got that, Madeline? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so Boring uh, kid. I'm only kidding. I love her so much. I love her so much. But I've, the doctor was very anti-pacifier, and I was like, uh-oh. Our eldest daughter is like addicted. She goes, they're very addictive. And I was like, tell me about it. Well, I mean, sooner or later, everybody gives up the pacifier. She's She would prefer sooner rather than later. Well, easy for her to say. She probably had one too. You ever see The Simpsons? Maggie, she walks around for 20 years. She's had a pacifier. 30 years. Um. Okay. Well, I'm going to try the weaning off the pacifier process soon. All right. That's not much of a historic example, I see. All right. <laughs> Well, anyway, all right. Well, I appreciate it so much, you dropping by. And anything going on? What do you think is big in the news right now? We always talk about current events. How long the fake news is going to hide, you know, like kind of going to hide Hunter Biden's issues and how long they're going to, you know, protect Joe Biden. Like, I think we're six weeks away and everyone's going to pile on. And kind of, he's going to, they're going to dump him like a bad stock. You know, what happened to uh, Andrew Cuomo could happen yeah, to him. That's what I'm feeling. It's like one day the fake news gets a memo. It goes to all of them and they're like, okay, pile on now. And they love it. Hold they know on. how to do it. Did she just, they do know how to pile on. Madeline, did I just hear something? Did you want to say something about the fake news? She's very disappointed in them. Oh, no integrity. Do me a favor. You got to turn her right to the microphone. I bet I can tell her to say. Oh, there she goes. Hi, honey. What's going on? She's looking right at me. Hello. 
Yes. No. Uh, She's just kind of, uh, you know. Yeah. When do they get it? Uh, how long did it take for uh, the other one to start talking and stuff? You know what? I can't remember. I just can't remember. I just remember being so overwhelmed with the newborn, and now I'm like a newborn's the greatest thing ever. They, they didn't know work. Well, she is also wearing a very beautiful pajama hat. You know, like they used to wear in the cartoons, like in Scrooge, he wore a pajama. He wore one of those hats, yeah. and she's got one on. She's very beautiful. So are you, darling. Thank you. Well, she's been on public transport today. She was on a bus. You took her on the bus? Sure I sure did. I don't know she's how I feel. She's a New Yorker. Uh, were people nice? Masked up? Don't. I, 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 I don't want her or you on the subway. No, we took a bus. Okay. And we got royal treatment on the bus. All right. But no subway. Got me? You got it. No subway. I mean it. Madeline's speaking up. She's saying, no subway, no subway. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much. Thank you for my lunch, too. She brought lunch. Oh, from you're welcome. Pret a manger. Why can't you ever go to McDonald's for me? Because the purpose of me bringing lunch is so you don't eat junk food. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's they have, they have healthy choices. But... Uh, I, I like credit Marger. Yeah, no. Well, it's salad be- soup. But you did it. Thank you. Goodbye, Madeline. Madeline. Bye, Bye Dad. Aw, just bring her over here. Let me see if I can do something with her. Okay. You got earphones on. Just put them off. How much does she weigh? Did you weigh her? She was weighed. I didn't. I unlike my weight, I wasn't like scrutinizing the numbers. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, Madeline. I'm going to take a little – wait, let me take a little picture of you guys so I can put it up on the uh, the social media situation. And then I got to get back to uh, – I'm angry about 17 things. Do you want to be in the picture? Yes, the two of you. Yay! And there she is. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let me just wait until she closes the door. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye-bye. Okay, now I can relax. I, uh, <laughs> I just, I thought, I, uh, uh, I got to put on my, I got to be a, uh, I got to be different a little bit when I'm around the, 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 the daughter, right? Willie, you know what I'm talking about? Willie's in the Bronx. Willie. Oh, never mind, Willie. Hey, how about you, Carl? Hi, Greg. What's up, pal? Hi. You know, I just wanted to ask you, uh, why is this Ukrainian war so one-sided? Why isn't some Ukrainian troops going into uh, Russia and bombing some targets? It's all one-sided. Well, it's a defensive war for the Ukrainians, although they have hit some Russian targets uh, inside Russia within the past week or so. Uh, it's a defensive operation. They want to keep Russia out. They don't want to go into Russia. Uh, the military is has its handful just defending itself from Russia. Having said that, uh, honestly, I don't know. And I'm also really confused about the cover. Um, you know, it just all of a sudden, uh, you know, just, we have uh, Putin is Satan and uh, Vladimir Zelensky, who I never heard about, uh, you know, is – is the Pope, is it really that cut and dried? The truth is always grayer and always more complicated. And I think we're getting a very um, ethnocentricized view of things. And I, I don't like that. I feel weird about it. One other, Rich is in New Jersey. Hi, Rich. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Good. 
Good. Let me just tell you, I know you're speaking about Hunter. I agree 100% with you. And everybody who says, oh, but what about the Trump kids? I said, they didn't gain anything while, his fa- while their father was in office. That's a big difference. But let me tell you something. I'd like you to look up something tonight after you put your beautiful girls to bed, because I'm not an expert. But we never talk about Ashley Biden, the daughter who's married to this doctor, ENT surgeon Howard Krein, whose brother was the co-founder with him of this thing called Startup Health, which got a lot of government input and a lot of meetings with Joe Biden uh, with the coronavirus. And this is well known, and, it, and it's got uh, Howard Krein, who's Ashley's husband, his brother Stephen Krein, the co-CEO, and there's a Barry Klein, who's a sister or a sister-in-law. Ashley Biden also has, has gained from her father's um, uh, ties to uh, all these companies. And it's something that we should look into also. Maybe not, may not be as egregious as Hunter, but it is showing that besides Hunter and Frank Biden and Jim Biden and probably Dr. Jill Biden, the daughter is not an innocent either. Well, who is? You know, and I, I actually have uh, some sympathy for her. Um, I do. I do, in part because, I hate to say it, but I thumbed through her diary. It was, it was online last, uh, in the fall of 2020. I read it. I, I did. And uh, sung a lot, has a lot of issues, and um, I don't know. I felt my heart going out to her. Um, I don't think it's as egregious. That guy did get some White House meetings. I know who you're talking about. Uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have read that diary because I feel sorry for her. Uh, all kinds of uh, addiction issues and whatnot. And I just, that family has got some serious problems. And one thing she was, I, 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 I hate talking about her diary. I don't want to do that anymore because, you know, I, I, I quite frankly shouldn't have seen it. It was published and there it was and I read it. And uh, now we know it's legit and Joe Biden has unleashed the FBI. I mean, you're not wrong in what you're talking about at all. But I just have some compassion for her specifically. You know what I mean, Rich? Yeah, I do. I think you're great. You're great. And um, your wife sounds lovely, and God bless you. I love listening to you. I've spoken to you only once before. I never had the opportunity to, but now I'm a retired uh, guy, and I have all the time in the world. Wow. Enjoy retirement, man. How old are you? You don't sound like you're old enough to retire. I know, and you should see how I look. All my patients out there, if they're listening, they probably know who this is. But, yeah, I'm I'm 70, but like I tell my patients, you know, I graduated high school at 16, so in doctor years, I'm kind of like 72, but I'm really 70. And I've already mentioned to you, yeah, I think this is a great radio station. God bless you. I love listening to Joan Hamburg. All you guys are great. Thank you, pal, very much. I just am because of what Elon Musk did today. I'm buying a Tesla. Oh, wait a second. Wait, hold on. He bought Twitter? He bought 10% of Twitter? Is that is that what you're getting at? Yep, yep. He bought 9%, I think. And that is some sort of, in financial terms, that's some sort of controlling interest. I can't really understand that because I was a physician, and we're not good with financial matters, you know. Yeah. But the point is, yes, so no more, uh, this may violate our guidelines, no more cancel culture. God bless him. I wish he could buy Facebook, Instagram. And the whole lot of them. Yeah, you're right. I gotta, I'm gotta. i going on Twitter right now to thank that guy, all that's going on. Thank you, Elon Musk. Thank you, Elon Musk. Wow, this is huge. 
This, oh, we needed something like this. A tech guy that's not woke and broken, a joke. We've got Elon Musk. We've got Peter Thiel. One or two others, maybe. Uh, Ooh, I love it. Twitter is such an important platform. Even if you're not on Twitter, it is important. It helps shape society. It does. And maybe they'll stop shadow banning me. I've had enough of the shadow banning there. Other places. Thank you very much, Rich. Uh, Elon Musk. Free speech. Thank you, Elon Musk. And I'm tweeting that out right now. You can find me probably a lot easier on Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk. Free speech. Thank you, Elon Musk. Well done. Well done. And not only that, this uh, this guy's probably going to take us back to the moon. Maybe even Mars. Talk about a brainiac. You know, I talked to him once on the phone. Um, he, I felt like he was prank phone calling us. We were on Good Day New York at the time, and he called in live. It was pretty bizarre and pretty funny, but a great guy. Ah, this is good stuff. Frank in Pennsylvania, hi. Hey, Greg, how are you? Terrific. Uh, yeah, I was just calling. Uh, you had me pounding my dashboard last week when you had the uh, – Lieutenant Colonel of Diversity from the Air Force on. And, uh, man, I was just so struck. Well, hold on a second. You make it sound like she was my guest. I just was, I just took some stuff, an official video that the Air Force put out. I was appalled by it. She's, uh, up and down about, you know, her, you know, whatever the hell gender she's not. I couldn't figure it out. She was a man. She's going to be a man. There's something going on like that. And, um, it was just ludicrous. We used to come together over, you know, commonality of mission, service to country, and now she's special because she's getting a customized penis or vagina. I don't know what the hell it was, but, you know, that's what, in her book, makes her special. In my book, it uh, it, it, it doesn't matter, and I'm quite frankly sick of hearing about it. Wouldn't she, I, I would imagine anybody else would be tired of hearing about my... Uh, apparatus below the waist, right, Frank? Uh, well, what got me, it was my former branch of service. You know, I, I did four years in the Air Force. And, uh, you know, back then, you know, you had the triad theory going. I am an American fighting man, which I don't think you can say anymore. And I'm sitting there saying, you know, the job was to just keep the uh, service, you know, my branch anyway, in a, in a constant state of readiness. It was to, you know, get the planes up there, you know, let the pilots get their training in. And anything that deviates from that, you know, with, with all this, uh, you know, social engineering going on in the service, it, it's just, uh, to me, it, it's it's craziness. Let's see. Let's see. I, you know, you made me think of that oath. I am an American fighting man. And let's see if it's still up on the website. Uh, no, it's well, let me give you what it is. I am an American fighting in the forces that guard my country and our way of life. I am prepared to give my life in their defense. I will never surrender of my own free will. If in command, I will never surrender the members of my command while they still have the means to resist. If I am captured, I will continue to resist by all means, make every effort to escape and aid others to escape. I will accept neither parole nor special favors from the enemy. If I become a prisoner of war, I will keep faith with my fellow prisoners. I will give no information nor take part in any action which might be harmful to my comrades. If I am senior, I will take command. If not, I will obey the lawful orders of those appointed over me and will back them up. 
in every way. Should I become a prisoner of war, I am required to give name, rank, service number, date of birth. I will evade answering further questions to the utmost of my ability. No oral or written statements disloyal to my country and its allies. I will never forget that I am an American fighting for freedom, responsible for my actions, and dedicated to the principles which made my country free. I will trust in my God and in the United States of America. Wow, I love it. And curiously, uh, Frank, it said nothing about gender. Did you notice that? Or race? Stack that up against the words that were spoken on that video. And I'm saying, you know, where have we gone wrong here? It's like 180 degrees out, you know, from what, you know, I believed in. I love it. I love it, Frank. Thanks for reminding me about that. Those are powerful words. Uh, Might do something with that on tonight's show. All the best. I got to take a quick break. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Yeah, I know. I haven't mentioned the uh, the Grammys. I mean, who really watched it? Nobody watched it. Um, and I could watch it and get upset about uh, the performances. I remember last year, what was her name? Uh, Meg the Big Horse and Cardi B did that lesbian routine on stage. I mean, you know, it was a little bit much. Sunday night, you know, it's uh, family hour. It was a little bit much. If you want to see that stuff, fine. There are places to go. But does it have to be on Channel 2 at 8 o'clock at night? Of course not. Now, what happened last night? There's this guy, Lil Nas X. Lil 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 Nas. He's a rapper. And uh, apparently he was grabbing his crotch a lot in a very suggestive way. Now, granted, one of my favorite performers ever, Michael Jackson. Didn't he do that a lot, too, with the crotch? Right? He did, but... What was different about it? Well, his music was better. And I don't I don't know if he really gra- – I, I can't really remember. Um, I like Michael a lot. I think he had a very unique life, becoming a superstar when he was, what, six? With the Jackson 5, that had to mess with his head. I also happen to believe that Michael Jackson is innocent of all those allegations. I think most people agree with that. You know, you can't cancel – Michael Jackson can't cancel that music. And I just I watched that silly documentary and I do think it was silly. I think uh, those stories did not add up all kinds of inconsistencies. And I think he was a great big target and uh, he was exploited. Michael was. So who knows? Who knows? You ever wonder, like, you know, there's some questions you want. the. I'm, I'm actually pretty convinced of that. But are there some questions that you have about things that happened on Earth that you would love to find out the answers to, and you may not be able to find out until you're after you're dead. Like the Kennedy assassination. You know, I'm actually pretty sure I know what happened there too. Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy by himself. Um, there are certain murder mysteries I'd like to know the answers to, but um, will you be able to find that stuff out after you die? Anything you want. You know, they used to have this thing. Uh, the president of the United States has access to anything, all information. And the word was, after Bill Clinton became president, he wanted to see certain things. He wanted to see proof of UFOs. He wanted to see the Kennedy assassination file and things like that. Well, now, if you're just some kid, say, in Nigeria with a cell phone, you have as much access to information as the president of the United States did at the in the Oval Office at the desk in 1993. You even have more access, greater access. Isn't that kind of amazing? Uh oh, what's Moshe's issue? Moshe's in Queens, what? Hey, um, I just heard that whole thing that you were saying about the Air Force, the the yeah. 
uh, um, yeah. in the Air Force. And there's one that's actually very intriguing. What? The word God. Yeah. Atheists haven't um, canceled that out yet. Yeah. That's very interesting. Even though they've canceled out male, female, man, woman, God's still in there. I do have to point out, I'm not sure if that oath is on, that was on the Association of the Army website. That's a, that's like unaffiliated. That's It's unofficially, it's not an official website. It's a bunch of people who like the Army who started that website. I do not know if that's still the code of conduct. I shall look it up, Moshe. I would love to believe that it still exists and it's still taught, but I, I can't... Uh, I can't uh, verify that yet. I will tonight. Moshe, thank you very much. It would be great if that if that is still part of our official creed. All right, there's the music. I do have to go across the street. Thank you, everybody. Welcome back to the work week. Monday, not so bad. Uh, see you tomorrow and see you tonight at 7 o'clock on the Newsmax Show.